FM Studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your engine. <laughs> Impex Pre-Owned presents Start Your Engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and ImpexPreOwned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motor sports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Harry Allen Wood. And good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on a lead up to the big Memorial Day racing weekend. It's a beautiful Saturday out there and uh, it's going to be hot. It's going to be hot all week and uh, we got a whole lot of racing to talk about and a couple of good guests and... Glad to have everybody listening this morning. Good morning, Greg. Morning, Perry. I, your, your, your earrings look nice. Uh, well, thank you. Thank you. I, I, I shortened my hair up a little bit. It is a little shorter. So, uh, it, it, anyway, I, I, I've done some different cosmetics to give, <laughs> give myself a little bit different appearance. Well, if you... Uh, if, that I needed something. If you do any more, you got a handkerchief there in your... your coat pocket yeah. we might have to see if we can get a television gig yeah. if you're gonna keep fixing yourself up like this we uh um we're without ronnie this morning he's doing some things with burns so uh ronnie's feeling well and he's getting back in the groove of his uh public address system uh assignments that he has with uh colleges and high schools around here or high school burns so uh ronnie won't be joining us today but he'll be with us next week i hope when uh, we're live from Impex pre-owned uh, vehicles, I guess that's the Impact. name of it. Impex yeah. up there at a up there on Boiling Springs Highway, and um, we'll be on next week from eleven to one. But that's next week. Good morning, Alan. Good morning, Perry. How you doing? Doing good. Glad right. to be here. Glad to have you. Everybody open for business this weekend? Oh, yeah. Everybody's open for business. Getting a little bit hotter. So, uh, all our local racetracks are getting to be wide open right now. That's good. Yep. Sure is. Well, it shouldn't be any weather factors involved at all. And uh, we um, hope everybody, if they get a chance, will go out to a track. Did you go anywhere last weekend personally? No, I did not. Okay. Kind of, kind of sitting in that recliner. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, if you sat in a recliner uh, Sunday afternoon, you got to see a... The uh, Rick Hendricks show, because he, in the, I think for the fourth time in uh, Strictly Stock, Grand National, Winston Cup, Nextel Cup, uh, any kind of cup history, uh, a, a team had a one, two, three, four sweep. So that was, uh, how'd, how'd we do picking a winner? Uh, we didn't do too good. We didn't do too good on that either. Alex Bowman was the winner, and uh, he sort of came to life there towards the end, and uh it was a good day for Hendricks. I thought Larson pretty much had that one locked up for most of the day. Yeah, but uh, the 48 crew kind of got his man out in front on a pit stop, and that just goes to show you what pit stalls will do for you and uh, what pit crews will do for you. It ain't always the car and the driver. Yeah. Well, they they definitely had it together last week. Uh, like I said, we've got a couple of 
really good guest this morning. Who'd you get for us as our legend at 11 o'clock, Greg? Well, we've got a driver that's driven uh, not only for us in Trans Am and some different things, but Andy and Formula, all kinds of stuff. He's driven everything. He's driven everything and done real well, Mr. George Farmer. He's down in Mill Island making an appearance at a very nice car show and everything, but he's driven for Penske and driven for Mall and, and won races and, and will run good with anything he ever drove. Yep. He's, he ran Formula One. He won an Indy car race. He didn't win Indy, but he did win at Phoenix one time when he, uh, I think he was pretty much of an afterthought. And he had a car called a Cheetah. And I believe this was back in 1967 or 8. I'll look at it. I've got it right over here. And uh, he um, he whipped the best of them. Of course, he was a Can-Am champion with uh, Penske driving that L&M car. And uh, he was Trans-Am champ. But he won the championship with y'all, right? Oh, yeah. He yeah. ran awfully good. That was in 1970. Yeah, 1970. You know, in 69, we had the tire problem, and George won a few races, and Farnett won a few races. But in 70, it was a manufacturer's deal. So, officially, being with our Ford, it wasn't that Farnett finished ahead of George. Both drivers were champions. Right, because of Ford. Because of the Ford deal. Because of your team. And, and uh, that was a real good season. That was a good season. And, of course, he ran a Formula 5000. And it's just an all-around great driver. He won everything. He's 87 years old, and he's still making personal appearances. So uh, we'll be glad to talk to uh, to George. I think last year he was in Idaho, wasn't he? Yeah, well, he he uh, lived out in California over there in Torrance. Not necessarily exactly where Parnelli was, but fairly close. He lived out there for years. And I think they ran some races out Midwest. He got noticed and the cost of living was about a tenth of what it was to be living in Los Angeles. Yeah. And uh, he was racing out Midwest, so he moved up there and, and liked it. And uh, like I say, he still goes to appearances and Hall of Fames. He was the one that actually got uh, Daddy inducted into the American Hall of Fame, uh, which is actually encompasses not America Hall of Fame, but... It's an international deal with Zanardi and Bradley. That was the one up in Detroit? Yeah, yeah. He he was responsible for getting Bud put on the ballot. And, uh, this, is, this is a real good guy. We got, uh, and you got us another guest at 1120 right after George. Yeah, right after George at 1120. Uh, we normally talk to uh, uh, Mr. Scott Pru Cooper, who had a PR and some different things up there. And That's Charlotte. It's Charlotte, yes, at Charlotte Motor Speedway, and he's he had an engagement playing golf, so his boss called in and called us on the phone at the last minute and said he wanted to do it because uh, Coop couldn't do it. So we're going to have uh, Jonathan um, Coleman come in, who's actually kind of like his boss. And he sounds like he's anxious to be on the show, and we're going to talk about Charlotte. Well, and they got a lot going on next week with... Uh all three series up there, and he will um, bring us up to date on how many people the governor's going to let show up this year. I don't know if they're at full strength or not. I know a lot of places are getting there. Indianapolis, I think, is going to be full strength or pretty much close to it as far as the, the crowd. So, uh, But this week, all three series are at the Circuit of the Americas, otherwise known as CODA, which is in Austin, Texas, and... Uh, I didn't get to see, I mean, I've seen races there. I think I watched the Formula One race last year, and I believe Indy ran, the Indy cars ran there. But uh, the stock cars had never been there before, and the trucks, 
which are racing today along with Xfinity. And, of course, the cup cars tomorrow. You watched a little of that, did you, Alan? I watched a little bit of that Xfinity practice, and uh, them boys have got a lot to learn there. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you say that? Uh, They got some hairpin turns down there. They've only got 20 turns. Well, they've got some, I'm talking about some real sharp turns, just like, uh, I'm going to tell you, they have to get back all the way back down to gear one, I think. And, uh, you know, and these old cars, you know, they... They still have to downshift with a shifter. Yeah. And uh, don't get me wrong, you get your Formula One cars and stuff like that, they got that paddle shifter up on that right. steering wheel. So these old boys is having a hard time getting down there and coming back over from third down to second. And uh, they've been quite a few motors that kind of got popped yesterday at, in that one-hour practice session. You know, I, uh, we were hoping, hoping possibly next week if everything works right, you know, to get Brett Bodine on, you know, he... He's uh, still heavily involved with NASCAR with the R and D center. He doesn't he doesn't go to all the races. He, he's off the pace car deal. He's he's still working on the safety things and and sort of like that. But he, he had to go last week when they were doing some of the initial testing. He said the same thing. He said, "It's a wicked son of a gun." He it looks like a slot car track. <laughs> he said he said it's a bunch of turns and all day. He said, I, "I wish I was in the race car going around it." He said, it's going to be something. And Alan, you're exactly right. They're going to be, I'm afraid they're going to be some a learning curve that's going to create action. Well, I've got some times here from that practice session yesterday. And Austin Sendrick was the fastest um, with an average speed of 89 miles an hour, just a tick over 89 miles an hour for a, a really big track. Now, this is the... Uh, the Pit Boss 250 is the name of this, and I don't think Pit Boss, uh, I'm not sure. I don't think that has anything to do with who's ahead of the pit crew. I think it's uh, gambling. Oh. What? Ain't that that barbecue grill? Oh, is it? Yeah. Well, that's another if pit. You got one of them pit bosses, you don't know how to barbecue. <laughs> can you do it from your phone? Uh, you can uh, pretty much. I mean, it, it feeds the pellets in there. It automatically keeps it a uh, well, certain temperature and all. Well, see there, I didn't have a clue what I was talking about, did I? I saw pit boss. I thought that's what they called a the guy in the, the, that uh, dealt the cards or something. Yeah. Uh, well, can we call Amazon and get something that's cooked off a of pit boss or something? I mean, they sell no, it. I'm not calling no Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the Xfinity practice, um, of course, we know Jeremy Clemens finished 12th last week and uh, wasn't a great run for him. But like you said, Alan, he's ahead of the game because he's not hitting anything. They're not having to waste their time or, or spend their time fixing up a wrecked car. That's exactly right. Now they're going to these road courses, and uh, you know he's always tough on road courses. Yep, he is. Well, if he gets passing points... Uh, He'll have a good day today because uh, his practice time was 29th out of 43, which is not too up, far up towards the front. But I'm sure uh, everybody's seeing this track for the first time. It's, uh, they will improve the second time around. They've also slipped some ringers in there. Uh, I wouldn't exactly call them road course ringers, but it looks pretty obvious to me. And I'm surprised there's not more of them, of the cup guys, wanting to get used to this track. And using this Xfinity race to get some extra track time because they haven't been on it either, as far as I know, unless they had some sort of practice session I'm not aware of. But the fourth fastest time was Kyle Busch, who's obviously trying to get some uh, practice for the the uh, Cup race tomorrow. Uh, Cole Custer's there, 
Uh, Kevin Harvick is out there running with the the um, Xfinity guys, and uh, Austin Dillon is out there. But the one that's kind of got my attention in the Whataburger type Toyota is Boris Said, who's oh, fifty eight yeah. years old, and Boris hadn't been in a car in four years. He said, but uh, he said, said, said. So he's uh, out there driving the that orange number 13 Whataburger car. So we'll see if Boris has still got anything in the tank. He did practice uh, 22nd fastest. So he still got it. He well, we'll, got it. we'll see. He said he did. And he actually said he wouldn't be um, against running some other road course races this year. So, uh, you know, we'll see how he does in the Whataburger car. And he does well. I'm sure they'll figure out a way to get him in there. And some other races. There's there's some names down the line here I'm not exactly familiar with, like the slowest qualifier. In fact, he didn't even have a time. Was Bailey Curry, and uh, uh, there's there's some other Jake Jade Buford. I'm not familiar with him. So um, a lot of people have popped up that we don't normally see out there. But that race will be today. Actually, I think it's four o'clock. We'll go over all the TV times and everything because we it's a packed calendar. You can sit down in front of the TV right now and start racing if you know where to find it. And maybe I'll do the TV a little early so we can, uh, you know, so you can get out. If you're inclined to be inside all day on a beautiful day like this, you can uh, you can watch some racing because there's a whole lot of it. Formula One is at Monaco. All three Cup Series series are at uh, Coda and Today's qualifying day at Indianapolis, and tomorrow will be bump day, and i got a handle on how they're going to do all of that. Uh, it's it's kind of funky, but, uh, you know, it's I think sometimes they overcomplicate things. But what it boils down to, they will set the field today, uh, or the, they will get the nine fastest qualifiers today, and they will rerun tomorrow uh, amongst themselves for the poll for the first three rows, actually, the first nine positions. And the sixth slowest will qualify. And then they will go again tomorrow uh, for the last two positions. You know, to, And there's 35 cars up there practicing and 33 spots, of course, in the race. So that's uh, a couple of guys are going to get bumped if they, if they present a time. Positions 10 through 30 um, will be set today. And they won't even have to run tomorrow. So... Uh, a lot going on at Indianapolis, a lot going on all over the world, actually. So uh, we're going to cover as much of it as we can and get you prepared for it. We're going to talk, talk to a couple of great guests. And in the meantime, let's uh, let's go ahead and take our first break right now, and we'll come back and see what Alan's got for us on the local scene. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Impex Pre-Owned is raising the bar in the car industry. Impex is a different kind of dealership. Family-owned and operated, Jamie Nodine and his wife Rita are Boiling Springs natives and proud to be serving the Boiling Springs, Inman, and Spartanburg communities. You won't get pressured at Impex Pre-Owned. You'll just get help finding your next car, truck, or SUV at a price you can afford. Start your search today at ImpexPreOwned.com. Don't just dream it, drive it at Impex Pre-Owned. 
Asheville Highway, Boiling Springs. For scores, high school football schedules, articles, and everything going on here at the station, download our app today. Just search Fox Sports 1400 either at the Apple Store or via Google Play now. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like RJ Rockers, Crowd Pleasing Budweiser brands, and world famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and they'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Keep it here all baseball season long for the Braves, Gamecocks, and just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Just a bit outside, presented by Phillips and Line Fuel of Chesney, has a new day and time. All four. Anthony Greer and Jordan Farrell will recap all the action on the diamond after the Gamecocks wrap on Sundays. All eight. Right here on your home for local baseball coverage. Well, how can these guys lay off pitches that close? Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt, whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave, across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. So you've heard me tell you these past few months about the best snack store in Spartanburg, Colonel Time. Well, now it's even better. Try over 80. That's right, 80 different flavors of the best sweet and savory popcorn I've ever had. They've got ice cream, chocolates, gummies, rock candy, and now they've got sauces and jellies. Did I mention ice cream cakes? This place has everything, and when we want to have a movie night at our house, or reward a good report card, or just want something sweet like our favorite, the Oreo popcorn, our family goes to Colonel Time on Reedville Road. And I see a conspicuous absence of hysteria. <laughs> I told uh, Tyler last week, uh, I listened to his show, which, uh, you know, Tyler's up for this, you know, best of Spartanburg uh, announcer of the year or whatever it is. I don't know who his competition is, but uh, I'll vote for Tyler. I like his show. He's yep. very interesting. He sings and dances and all sorts of stuff. But uh, I said, Tyler, I don't even know who, what hysteria is. Can you... Uh, I'd love it if you mixed Bad Moon Rising back in there. We used to have it at one time. So, uh, hysteria, Def Leppard. No, hysteria is hysteria. I, I don't. Well, I don't know. Is that the name of the song? Oh, I was thinking that was the group. Hysteria is the name of the song. Yeah, hysteria is the name of the song, and then Def Leppard. Does. Oh, well, see, but I, mean, I like, but I like what we went back to. I mean, you know, yeah, there's a time and place for 
hysteria, I, but not, <laughs> not, not on this show right now. Nope, not on this one. Alan, how's the local scene looking? What we got going on, buddy? Well, we've got uh, four local racetracks around here, and we're going to start off with Cherokee Speedway last week. Had seven divisions racing. We're going to start off with the Super Sportsman Division. First place went to Cade Langley. Second, Coke Gilliam. Third, Josh Hoots. In the Young Guns Division, first place, Ronnie Pinson. Second, Bryson Freeze. Third, Lane Yao. In the Street Stock Division, I'd like to say congratulations to Steve Green. First win in the Street Stock Division. Second went to Johnny Westmoreland. Third went to Blake Pryor. In the MMSA main, first place, Kevin Cooper. Second place, Austin Brown. Third, Philip Wilson. In the Pure Stock main, first place, Nathan Showtime Pierce. Second, Jason McGrew. Third, Josh Ayers. In Extreme 4 Division, first place, a regular winner over in Extreme, Extreme 4, Chris Meadows. Second, Mason Mack. Third, Trent Blackwell. In the Late Models Division, first place, Travis Steele. Second, Rick Culkin. And third, Gray Parton. Moving up the road a little bit to Harris Speedway. Harris had eight divisions racing last Saturday night. First place in Thunder Bomber B Main was Alan Walker. Second, Ray Rowland. Third, Charlie Menders. And the Pierce stop, uh, Nathan Pierce. So guess what he done? Well, he won. Well, he won. But think about what I just said. He raced at Cherokee, plus he raced at Harris. In the same night? In the same night. With the oh, same car? With the same car. Because <laughs> I'm going I'm to get down to this just uh, right after I give the rest of this rundown. Because it's... Uh, That's interesting. Pierce Stott, Nathan Pierce, second, Josh Ayers, third, Taylor Johnson. The way he done that is somehow another Cherokee Speedway had a little overwatering of the racetrack. Okay. And it was about 9, 30, 10 o'clock before they had their first main event. Oh, really? It was a late night. It was a real late night. So a lot of these boys loaded up and took off and went up Highway 11, went up there and raced and Raced up there and turned around, come back to Gaffney, and was still able to make the main event. Good grief. <laughs> that sounds like that's real racers, right? That, there. That, I, I agree with you, Greg. That's some dedicated racers right there that, uh, uh, you know, it's uh, uh, amazing. I've never heard of that before. So uh, that's a, that's And in the same <laughs> night, I don't know if he ever went to the two tracks, though. No, I don't even know if he done that. Yeah, but, that's, uh, that's, I think it's good when you see people to that competitive. Around here, local, and we got them like that. That they're out there to run and outrun somebody. And that's what it's all about. Do you think that will uh, happen again? Well, I, I, that I, was I what I was going to say. Will happen again because I heard that two people got fired at Cherokee Speedway this week on track preparation. <laughs> all right. Well, that's, uh, <laughs> I, that was going to be my question. Uh, not if anybody got fired, but I, I don't think they'll probably have that long delay anymore. But who knows? Yep. That's uh, it. that's that's great. Yeah. And uh, hats off to the people that did that. Yes, it is. Uh, did, did, now that gentleman, now that I'm um, into it a little more, did he win both race at both tracks? No, I think. Uh, well, yeah, he did. Uh, I just said it. Pure stock and pure stock. Uh, Who was it? Nathan Showtime Pierce. Well, he's Showtime, all right. Oh, he just right. moved that up on the top of the list <laughs> of these local drivers. That's that's just great. Yep. In the Renegade Division, first place Phoenix Slaughter, second Jordan Leclerc. Third, Chris Stedman. In the front-wheel drive division, first place, Jamie Coggins. Second, Keelan Tate. Third, Travis Moore. 
in the Crate Sportsman Division. First place, Jake Jackson. Second, Jesse Smith. Third, Brandon Satterfield. In the Young Guns Division, first place, Caden Presnell. Uh, second, Dale Bennett. Third, John Michael. In the Thunder Bomber Division, first place, Ricky Bogan. Second, Preston, Preston Dimsdale. Third, Brandon Satterfield. In the 602 Late Models, Regular winner up there. Them boys have got to get it together to outrun this boy, John <laughs> Ruggiero Jr. I hear his name every week. Yep. Uh, second place, John Price. And third, Monk Gulledge. And let's move over to last night. We're going to start off last night. Uh, let's go up to Carolina Speedway. Gastonia. Yep, up in Gastonia. Uh, something we hardly hear of anymore. They had the Shrine mm. 100 up there. They usually have the Shriners race here locally on Wednesday night. They'd, you know, mm-hmm. kind of donate that racetrack to the Shriners and everything. And uh, glad to see Carolina Speedway still doing that. They had six classes of races up there last night. Starting off with the Super Sportsman. First place, Brandon White. Second, Bailey Lofton. Third, Brian Sight. And the Pro Four, first place. Watch this boy progress all through his young career here. Sparks Paris, second Patrick Ains, and third Casey Towell. In the Thunder Bomber Division, first place Hank Taylor, second Grant Parr, third Jonathan Henson. In the Thunder Sportsman Division, first place Brake Plyer, second Brandon White, third Nick Milstead. In the Hornets Division, first place Jonathan Shratt, second Drew Banks, and third Sam McKinney. In the Carolina Class Super Late Models, first place, Brett Ham. Second, Trent Ivey. Third was Michael Brown. And now we're going to move over to Traveler's Rest Speedway last night. Traveler's Rest had eight classes racing. Uh, going to start off with the Thunder Bomber Future. First place, Blade Edwards. Second, Charlie Menders. Third, Scott Hendricks. In the Renegade Division, here he comes, Wally Fowler. Okay, back in the victory lane. Back in the victory lane. Didn't get roughed up this week. Didn't rough up last, I mean, well, last night. Didn't, I guess I haven't seen no videos <laughs> of it yet. <laughs> <laughs> Second place, Donnie Atkins. Third, Justin Pierce. In the rookie division, first place, J.J. Coggins. Second place, Dale Data Unavailable. How about that? Uh, that uh, sounds like a foreigner. That sounds like real good. That sounds like some of your drivers in this Formula <laughs> One division. <laughs> Third place, Skylar Jennings. In the Thunder Bomber division, first place, Kyle Geis. Second was Will Williams. And third, Timmy Smith. Now, remember third, because we're going to start off with Craig Sportsman now. First place, Timmy Smith. Okay. So that means he had two cars at the racetrack. They just run... Whenever they park one, they just run and jump over another one. Now, Wally's done that too, hasn't he? Well, Wally's done Seems that. like that time that, that uh, I went up to uh, Harris that, with uh, Smith. I can't think of his first name. Lance Smith. Yep. He Wally had two cars there and hopped from one to the other he had, a couple uh, of years ago. I think, I think he had another guy uh, uh, actually on that two car and... Uh, Wally kind of jumps from the four car over to the two car and stuff like that. A lot of times you'll have drivers for, I say, drivers for hire. <laughs> yeah. You ever heard that? Oh, yeah. Have you know, helmet, will travel. Have helmet, will travel as long as I can fit in that race car and I can get my seatbelts fastened up. Uh, it don't matter how comfortable I am. They don't They don't look for comfort in dirt racing. We just, <laughs> as long as they crank up and pull off. 
<laughs> like I said, in Crate Sportsman, first place, congratulations to Timmy Smith. Second, Kyle Cooper. Third, Brandon Satterfield. In the Pure Stock Division, first place, Dustin Marsh. Second place, Nathan Showtime Pierce. There he is. There he is again. That boy race, like you said, he'll race somewhere as long as there's a racetrack racing. Uh, third place, Mikey Brock. And the 602 Late Models, first place, Chastain Blackwell. Second, Bailey Lowe. And third, Dustin Taylor. And now we're going to move on over here. Uh, like to say, last night at Port Royal. That's way up the road. That's what we call, uh, I call it Yankee Town up in there. Well, where is that? Sounds uh, like Virginia or something. It's, I think it's on up there in Pennsylvania. That's where I showed you that picture of that racetrack where the people had to call uh, houses right oh, behind yeah. the racetrack. Was that Port Royal? That was Port Royal okay. up there. I think it was Pennsylvania. It's called, it's called Port Royal, but there's not a port within <laughs> 100 miles of there. <laughs> One where to come up with some of these ideas sometimes. That's like know. Atlanta. Atlanta Motor Speedway about as close to Atlanta as we are. Dog on racetracks in Griffin. Take about an hour to get to Atlanta from there. But anyway, go ahead. I'll just run in my mouth. But up there at Port Royal, they uh having the world of outlaws up there. And one of our local race car drivers here, Chris Madden, went up there, set the quick time, won his heat race, and then messed on over and got that 40-lap main event. So uh, that was $10,000. And just wow. so happened, they're going to hold the same racing tonight. Double night. Oh, okay. So, uh... Chris Madden got a chance of winning almost $20,000 up there. So, I bet uh, he does it, too. Probably will. Uh, at Cherokee Speedway, tonight we got the Robbie Weaver Memorial. I don't know how they come up with $2,300 to win for this deal, but that is the Blue Ridge Lake Models. Also on the schedule, we got the Mid-East Street Stock Tune-Up. We got the Stock 4 Division. The Thunder Bomber Division, Extreme 4 Division, and Young Guns over there. Uh, gates going to open up at 4 o'clock. Driver's meeting's going to be at 7. So uh, stands are $15. Pits are $30 to get in over at Cherokee Speedway. And then if we move up here to uh, Harris Speedway, something that you would like to go up there and see probably, Perry, is they got the Carolina Sprint Tours up there. That is the winged sprint cars. Okay. And if you like the smell of alcohol burning, these bad boys burn that methanol up mm. there. And, uh, fuel. Oh, yeah. They burn some fuel up there. And also on hand, up there at Harris Speedway, they got the 602 late models up there. They got the Thunder Bomber Division. They got the Pure Stock. They got the Front Wheel Drive Stock. And they got the Thunder Bomber Futures and the Young Guns. And up there, they also going to have a Renegade Crate Sportsman Division Challenge and going to pay $1,500. That is where they combine Renegade cars with the Crate Sportsman cars. Mm. And they're going to run for $1,500 to win. And our man, Wally, whenever you start saying them three-digit numbers, <laughs> I mean four-digit numbers, yeah. three digits are good. But four digits? A lot better. Oh, yeah. A lot better. And uh, well, You were talking about some five digits a few minutes ago. Oh, yeah. With five digits. When you start about five digits, you uh, which we hardly ever see five-digit numbers in our lower divisions. But mm -hmm. uh, 
four digits. Man, it makes us come alive. And uh, up there at Harris Speedway, $30 to get in the pits, $15 to get in the stands, even though they are going to have them wing sprint cars and stuff up there. So, uh, looks like a good Saturday night of racing at all our local racetracks. And uh, not no not no reason not to go. No. I mean, you know, if Nathan Showtime Pierce can pack up at one racetrack, doesn't pay his... Doesn't pay to get in the gates there and packs up and flies up there. To, we we had that one night. It rained out. It rained out at Cherokee Speedway. And uh, I laid down in the back seat of the truck and I was going to go to sleep. Well, when you're coming down the interstate, you know you ain't supposed to turn off. Well, next thing I know, I felt the truck turn off. We was getting on Highway 11. <laughs> and another old guy sitting up there. I ain't going to say old guy, but one of our crews, he was sitting up there beside Danny. He said, where are you going? He said... It might not rain at Harris. <laughs> we go up there and start the rear of the main. And uh, he kind of looked over at Danny. He said, well, Danny, I hate to tell you this. He said, what's that? He said, I only brought $30 with me. And he said, I paid to get in back here. He said, don't worry. Pops is leaving back there in the back. So he usually got a pocket full. <laughs> 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 so uh, Danny was Danny was. Dead set on racing somewhere. Well, did you do? Did you race? No, we it got all, we got there? all the way to Chesney. When we got to Chesney, it was pouring down the rain, and we met cars coming back, coming back coming back from the racetrack up there. So we just took a left, come on down two twenty one. But uh, let me ask you a question. Now, do you know Showtime Pierce? Yes, sir. We had him, we've had him on the show. Well, here. let's get him again. I, I I'd like ah. to hear about him pulling that off because I think that's great and. Uh, um, like I said, he's to be congratulated for his ambition and uh, winning two races the same night. That's that's pretty cool. Like two different tracks. Two different tracks. But they got to be what thirty miles apart, twenty or thirty miles. Apart. You just uh, don't get me wrong. Uh, back a long time ago, we used to race over at Cherokee Speedway, and uh, sometimes the engine man wouldn't get your engine back to you in time. But old Bill Petty in the forty-three car had been in clients and. Uh, We'd be sitting there and be time for us to start be racing. And next thing you know, the announcer up there said, we're going to give away some more T-shirts up here. And uh, I look over at my brother, Mike, and I said, Mike, what's the deal? He said, all we're doing is waiting on the 43 <laughs> car to come through the gates. And then they're going to quit giving away T-shirts because he's, he's stalling the race. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I'm not paired, though. I second the motion on, on, on the showman. Showtime. Showtime, yep. yeah. Um, you know, that's almost like a... I mean, how many how many went up there? I mean, did they go in like a caravan? I, that had to be a thrill to see see all them cars coming I, up the road. Well, just think about if you was a highway patrolman on Highway Eleven. Yeah, you could catch somebody. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's take a break. I think that's probably Deb calling in. So uh, we'll be right back. Talk to Deb Williams. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports fourteen hundred ninety eight three FM. Ricky's Drive-In West and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway are your go-to stops for chili dogs, cheeseburgers, and so much more. Right now, all combos are just $6, and all kids' meals are just $3. And it's easier than ever to take advantage of these deals with their convenient drive through Do you have a big appetite or several mouths to feed? Ask for the drive through special. Ten hot dogs, a large fry, and a gallon of tea for just $22.99. Ricky's Drive-In West on Blackstock Road and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway. The drive through is open. If you're riding around in your car listening to a game and your car radio sounds like this and you want it to sound like this there's the pass to Leitner puts it up 
then you need to visit Elite Audio on Asheville Highway. Elite Audio sells and installs premium audio systems for your vehicle. Car stereo speakers, DVD players, navigation systems, and so much more. So stop riding around listening to busted speakers and subpar audio quality and visit Elite Audio today online at EliteAudioOnline.com. Elite Audio, 1504 Asheville Highway. You dream it, we build it. We are the home of the South Carolina Gamecocks is Fox Sports 1400. WSBG Spartanburg. This is our game. Hold on. Now on FM at 98.3. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. Keep it here all baseball season long for the Braves, Gamecocks, and just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Just a bit outside, presented by Phillips and Law in Fuel of Chesney, has a new day and time. All four. Anthony Greer and Jordan Farrell will recap all the action on the diamond after the Gamecocks wrap on Sundays. All eight. Right here on your home for local baseball coverage. Well, how can these guys lay off pitches that close? Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. This is Jeremy Clement, and you're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway, and Inman lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube. Asheville Highway in Inman. When you see McDonald's Golden Arches, it's easy to get excited. It means something delicious is about to happen, like trying the new crispy chicken chicken biscuit for breakfast. It's made with crispy, juicy fried chicken filet on a warm, flaky biscuit that's baked to perfection. Now mix and match the new crispy chicken biscuit, sausage McMuffin with egg, or bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit. Get any two for just $4. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Limited time only. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Valid when product served. Williams is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Now let's go live to Deb. Uh, good morning, Deb. How are you? Good morning. Fine, thank you. How are you? Doing great. How's drag racing last week? It was great. There were a lot of good storylines. Well, that's uh, give us one <laughs> real quick. Well, you had uh, John Force, 16-time funny car champion, win his um, uh, another race 12 days after he turned 72. Golly. You had Steve Torrance and Top Fuel win. Uh, he's now won six of the last seven four-wides, four of them at Z-Max and two of them at Las Vegas. Um, Steve Johnson broke a seven-year winless streak in pro-stock motorcycle after uh, coming back from last year when his a longtime crew member 
nearly lost his life. He spent 42 days in ICU with COVID, and mm. his mother died with COVID while he was in ICU. And then pro-stock, uh, you had a first-time winner. So there were just a lot of good storylines. And Alexis DeJoria, two-year absence, made it all the way to the finals. So there were stories everywhere. Oh, well, that's great. And I'm glad you had a good time. We, uh, uh, I was thinking about you being up there taking a a little holiday from the cup cars it's uh, pretty obvious that hendrick didn't take the week off he uh had one of the rare one two three four finishes at dover well you know that really didn't surprise me that much because when you look at jeff gordon's record at dover and then you look at jimmy johnson's record at dover so to put all four of those cars together one through four it didn't really surprise me that much as it might have at some of the other tracks. Yeah, well, that was a, I think that happened twice with DiPaolo, once in 56 and 57 when he had the Ford factory cars. And Roush did it, I think, in 2004 or something at Homestead. DiPaolo did it at North Wilkesboro and someplace in Florida. I, I can't remember what it was. I looked it up. But anyway. He ever come close, didn't he? Kike, well... He usually ran, he had three cars a lot. I don't know how That's often right. he ever That's ran right. four. Probably at Daytona he might have. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Kike for, I mean, he was. He'd he done a bunch of one, two, threes. But, he, but he'd do one, two, three in, in the south. And then up in the triple A, up in the Midwest or California, he'd do another one, two, three. So he he was dominating on two different fronts. But, yeah. um, well, Deb, that's uh, still it's quite an accomplishment. It looks like, uh, what do you know? Putting your ear to the rails uh, about um, Keslowski maybe going uh, over to Roush, uh, maybe buying in or something. What's what's the what's that deal all about? Well, you know that surprised me to be honest. And um, when they talk about Brad Keslowski possibly moving over there and becoming part owner, you know, in all honesty, I thought that that might also be the. I'm <coughs> 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 sorry, I'm out mowing the yard. Um, I thought that might be the case with Ron Newman with his engineering background. I thought maybe he might become an eventual owner. And, of course, with Fenway and Roush both getting along in their their years, I'm sure they want to find a younger owner. But when you stop and analyze the situation and you look at Brad's company that he has, and he actually has a few people in that company that used to be at Roush, so when you look at that manufacturing company he has and how it could fit into a race team as far as the manufacturing situation, you know, it's uh, an excellent possibility. And, you know, he could possibly have a deal uh, like Tony Stewart had when Tony Stewart went to Stewart Haas. And, you know, Tony didn't put any money out for that. He was given a certain portion of the team. So... You know, I've also heard that Brad may be going over for a second team with Denny Hamlin's team. Hmm. So it's a situation where I'm sure Ford would like to keep Keselowski, particularly with his manufacturing deal. And, you know, Ford may actually be kind of engineering this, so to speak, but um, because they probably don't want to lose to Benedetto either. So, considering that Roush Yates has the engine program and everybody knows everybody in Keselowski, I'll put it this way. It would not 
surprise me now that I've sat down and thought about it and analyzed it for it to happen. Yeah. Well, um, it's a little early, I think, for musical chairs, but I guess it's, on the other hand, it's never too early. I, I know uh, the winner last week, uh, Bowman, Alex Bowman, uh, I read something about him in the, over the over the week that he um, his contract's up for renewal and they expected him to come back. And I would, you know, just from a casual observer on the outside, I would think he would come back too since he's, uh, it looks like he's got that Jimmy Johnson, old Jimmy Johnson car running real good. Yeah, and, you know, there's a few things here that you have to take into consideration that I don't think a lot of people realize. You know, used to, silly season, as we always called it, didn't start until Darlington and the Southern 500 weekend. But what happened was when corporate America became so involved and the sponsorship became such an integral part of the sport, a lot of companies' physical years go from july 1st through june 30th right so they're doing their budgets for next year and that's the reason you have the musical chair starting so much earlier now it has simply is geared towards the sponsorship and the way companies structure their budgets and what's their physical year so that's the reason it starts about this time of the year now a lot of drivers have gone to year-to-year contracts instead of signing multi-year contracts so that if a better opportunity arises that particularly they didn't foresee coming, they have the opportunity to go after that particular deal. And another thing with a lot of salaries have dropped because of the economy and the pandemic and also drivers have taken pay cuts and just like a lot of people have, and now that the market's coming back up, possibly, you know, they might have more negotiating power with a year-to-year deal than they would if they had signed a multi-year contract. So, year-to-year deals are not that uncommon at this time, but that's the reason for it. And, of course, like I said, sponsorships with the company's physical years going from July 1st through June 30th, that plays a major role in the discussions beginning so early about who's going where. Greg uh, and I have had discussions about year-to-year contracts, and you weren't that wild about them, were you, Greg? Because you couldn't, uh, there was no, hurt the continuity, and, uh, yeah, and you well, get your driver stolen. Yeah, as, as Deb could, could, could vouch, uh, Ford for years would never sign us, but one-year deal, we had a one-year deal with a driver. So it comes July 4th. That was when silly season always started for me. And we'd go from anything from getting drivers snatched away for more money. Uh, some of them just, uh, we had, we always paid them real good. I had to. I mean, put up being bud, I had to pay them a lot of money. I got bidding contests with people. And, and it, it was, and like I say, you had to offer the driver uh, a, a better car or, promise them something, usually more money or more technology coming somewhere, but I was, a, I was involved in that so long and everything, it just, uh, it just it's, it's got a, it's got a lot of pluses for the drivers, but a lot of negatives for the owners. <laughs> well, Deb, uh, that's, that's, uh, that's, you know, the business of racing, which uh, I'm sure Deb could probably write a book on that herself, if you haven't already, or, uh, but that's, uh, you know, that's the way it is. That's the 
a lot of that can be the 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 ugly underside of racing when uh you know deals are are made and you lose somebody unexpectedly or whatever let's uh deb we we couldn't pick a winner again last week so we uh still i thought somebody picked bowman nope nobody picked him so uh Hmm. nobody ever hardly ever picks him so uh for about the fourth week in a row you go ahead and go first well, I tell you, there's so many unknowns this week, That's and it's raining out there now. Oh, is it? So, oh, yeah, they're going to be racing the trucks and the, the rain and probably Xfinity, too. So yeah. that just throws another blanket in there. I'm going to go with Martin Truex Jr., Okay, well, that'll uh, thrill Ronnie, <laughs> but that's, that's <laughs> no, that's fair. That's the way it goes. Ronnie's not here this week, so I may have to get him a a pick. Uh, but I don't know if I can get, he's doing a public address thing at Burns High School, so I don't know if I can get him during the show. I'm going to, I thought really sure that you'd take uh, um, Chase Elliott, so I'll take Chase Elliott, get him back. Okay. And, uh. Greg, what do you think? Well, you mentioned something about Kyle Busch being up there pretty good, wasn't he? Well, I, that was he's he's practiced pretty fast for Xfinity. Yeah, well, that's what we're picking for. Isn't it? No, we don't ever pick for Xfinity, Greg. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wake up! Just pick somebody. Anyway, I, I'll go. I'll go with Kyle Busch. Okay, Kyle Busch. There you go, and. Uh, the pick is in. Lanny McKinney will pick Larson. So, uh... All good picks. Yeah, Alan? Alan's They're having, all good picks last week. Yeah. Well, we usually pick a potential winner, but we yeah. just don't... It just doesn't work out for us. Well, <laughs> I, I think I'll keep 22 cards. Joy Logano. Okay. Uh, Jada gonna stay with 11? Oh, yeah. We'll let her keep at 11 cards. And I'll see if I can't get Ronnie to uh, give us a pick. Well, I can't. I can't see why we can't let somebody pick two different drivers. I mean, that way, you can make up the difference there. Instead of one guy picking the nineteen car and he wins four races, let two people pick the nineteen car. No, no, I'm the commissioner. Ah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm no, like, it doesn't. It doesn't work that way. No, you got one, one winner per customer, and that's it. Um, <laughs> so you are. Uh, uh, it's raining out there, and that won't affect the... Uh, I mean, it will affect them, but they will still run the trucks with rain tires, and I knew Xfinity raced in the rain. Uh, right. The cup, the cup wouldn't do that? Yes. Cup will race in rain. Oh, will they? Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Goodyear's got its wet tires there, so, you know, that's one good thing about road course racing is unless you just have terrible fog like they had at the 24 hours of Daytona one year with rain and everything you know unless the I mean look at the rainstorm that the Xfinity cars ran in at Charlotte, at Charlotte last no, that was fall. unbelievable that was that was off the charts the bad that was entertaining <laughs> it was it really was I, only time I've ever you seen you know them, where to watch uh, come in come in and install a periscope on some of those cars I mean it was covering up the splitter um, oh yeah. Yep. Yeah, there's a lot going on this weekend. They're racing on uh, just about every kind of series. Uh, with it. first day of time trials at Indy, which uh, I'm a I'm a big Indy fan, so I'm looking forward to that. And uh, oh yeah. Uh, the, this is one of the days when you need three or four TVs in your living room or den going it, all at the same time. Exactly. And tomorrow morning you got the Grand Prix of Monaco, which is uh, they say it's their crown jewel. I, I always kind of thought. Uh, I guess it is. I always like thought Monza was, but anyway, 
Uh, now, a- see, that's messing up my Memorial Day. <laughs> because normally I watch the Grand Prix of Monaco, then I take a shower, watch the start of the Indy 500, then I go to the Charlotte Motor Speedway, finish watching the Indy 500 in the media center or the press box, and then cover the 600. So with them having the Grand Prix of Monaco this weekend, it's just fouling up my whole race day for Memorial Day. Well, you should send them a sternly worded letter. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's because we had five. Because we had five weekends in May. That's what messed it up. Oh, okay. Alan? Well, Deb, uh, I saw John Force. He said he's going to sign that Wally Trophy and going to give it to Bruton Smith for his, you know, getting better. What's what's going on he with did. Bruton? What's getting on with Bruton? What's going on with Bruton's health? Do you know? Well, he's he's in his early 90s now. Mm. And um, so it's, you know, I'm not privy, but he's. He's doing as well as one could expect for somebody in their 90s. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah, That's the only way I know how to say it. But, yeah, John, you talk about class now. John Force is class. We were working in the media center on Saturday, and after qualifying, John took his hat that he got for being number one qualifier in Funny Car. He wrote a personal note to Bruton on it. I know because I read the note. And he brought that cap up to the media center to give it to a Speedway Motorsports employee to make sure that Bruton received that cap. Mm. And then, of course, when after he won Funny Car on Sunday during the eliminations, and he came in there, and Marcus wasn't there on Saturday because Marcus was at his son's college graduation at Furman. And... So, but he was there on Sunday, and so John gave the trophy. If anybody goes back and follows me on Twitter, it's Deb Williams seventy two. I tweeted out a photo of John giving the trophy to Marcus for him to take it to Bruton to his father. And before I left the media center, Marcus sent out a photo of him giving the trophy to his dad. Oh, that's great! So, that, yeah. Yeah, so it was neat, and you know, it's a nice picture of of uh, Bruton and and Marcus. But uh, Deb, John Forrest, th- I'm De- sorry. No, that's okay. I'm just going to say we're right up against the break, and uh, I don't want to go to a station break automatically with in mid sentence. So uh, save that thought for next week. You have a good day with all your TVs and watch as much of it as you can, and uh, <laughs> uh, we'll talk to you next week. It, your your information's b- without. Par. Thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate it. It's always a pleasure. All right. Thank you. That's Deb Williams. And we are right up against the break here in just a second. Uh, yeah, I guess Bruton is getting on up there now. Uh, maybe he's not as cantankerous as he used to be. And I I haven't seen him in public for a while, of course, you know. But anyway, we're going to go to the top of the hour and come back and talk to George Farmer. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1400. Fox Sports 1400's website is SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. WSPG Spartanburg. We are Fox Sports. And here.
Here's what you need to know. The NBA will not suspend LeBron James for breaking the league's health and safety rules after he appeared unmasked at a promotional event earlier this week for his tequila company. According to the athletic COVID-19 vaccinated NBA head coaches will now not be obligated to wear masks during games. Yesterday, John Morant and the Grizzlies suplexed Steph Curry's Warriors in the play-in round to take the eighth seed in the Western Conference playoffs. 117-112 to in overtime. That was the final score. Morant forking up 15 of his 35 points in the fourth quarter and OT combined. And now the Grizz will rendezvous with the Jazz in the 1-8 tilt with that game one happening on Sunday. The first round of the NBA playoffs launches today. The Heat and Bucks open things up at 2 p.m. Eastern to start a Saturday a quadruple header and Louis Oosthuizen and Phil Mickelson share the lead at five under. A few years back when we were ready to reopen the station, the water pipe burst, putting thousands of dollars of equipment in danger. That was one stressful evening, but one phone call to Thomas McGuire and PuroClean, the paramedics of property damage, and our stress disappeared. PuroClean rolled in, took charge, and rescued the station from severe water damage. Since then, I've used PuroClean at my house. You should do the same. Whether you're faced with fire and smoke damage, a flooding basement, or need carpet or upholstery cleaning, do what I do. And that's called 285-3530 for PuroClean. Hey everyone, this is Ben Ingram. Wake up weekday mornings with Tyler Sugart on Bump and Run from 7 to 9 a.m. Right here on Spartanburg's home for the Atlanta Braves, Fox Sports 1498 3FM. You can't predict what is going to happen, but you can plan. When was the last time you reviewed your financial plan? Financial advisor Trent Lancaster in Jenny Montgomery Scott's Spartanburg office can help you plan for the what-ifs to guide you in working toward a secure financial future that keeps you on track to meet your financial goals. A financial plan can help you with goals such as planning for retirement, educating your children or grandchildren, and passing on your wealth to the people and causes that are most important to you. Take that first step. Let Trent help you establish a plan today designed to protect you for whatever happens tomorrow. Call today at 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jannie Montgomery Scott, LLC. Member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. This is Jeremy Clement, and you're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. There's a new sandwich shop in downtown Spartanburg. It's the Sandwich Shop. Sam and Mitch are two local guys making roast beef, corned beef, and meatballs in-house. They pile it up high to build French dips, Rubens, and meatball subs. I know Sam and Mitch, and I can tell you, you're looking for a couple of ringers for your best ball foursome. I never slide. Look elsewhere. But if you're looking for great sandwiches, take advantage of the free parking at City Hall and visit the Sandwich Shop, 201 Wall Street, downtown Spartanburg. The Hub City Farmer's Market is open every Saturday from April 3rd through December 11th. The Hub City Farmer's Market features fresh local produce, meat, and dairy products. You can also pick up artisan crafts and bath and body products from local vendors. Every Saturday features live music and activities for the kids. Shop local with the Hub City Farmer's Market, part of the Northside Harvest Park at 498 Howard Street. Open Saturdays, 8 a.m. to noon, April 3rd through December 11th. 
Winning takes a strong team effort, and you'll win when you trust the Kaposi Glassmart team for your commercial and residential glass needs. Storefronts, auto glass, safety glass for heavy equipment, window and insulated glass, patio doors and plexiglass, mirrors, expert repair service. Plus, Kaposi Glassmart provides 24-hour emergency board-up service. Call the Kaposi Glassmart team today at 583-6200. That's 583-6200. Kaposi Glassmart, serving the upstate since 1975. Kaposi Glassmart, helping your team win. A new store is coming to Spartanburg. Jacobs Clothing and Home Goods will open their doors in June at 2601 East Main Street, Suite 21 in Spartanburg. Jacobs Clothing and Home Goods will carry a vast selection of clothing for the whole family, as well as lighting, small appliances, kitchen gadgets, and much, much more. So mark your calendars for early June and come out for the grand opening of Jacobs Clothing and Home Goods, 2601 East Main Street, Suite 21 in Spartanburg. Jacobs Clothing and Home Goods will be open 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Saturday starting in June. Live from the Fox Sports 1498 3FM FM studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your engines. Impex Pre-Owned presents Start Your Engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and impexpreown.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motor sports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. And welcome back to the second hour of Start Your Engines, and it's my great pleasure to welcome probably the most well-rounded race driver I've ever heard of. Formula One, Can-Am tra- champion, Trans-Am champion, Formula 5000, stock cars, you name Run it. Andy. Andy. One. Didn't one driving an Indy car, and that's George Falmer. Good morning, George. Uh, good morning, guys. How are you in Spartansburg? We're doing great now, but don't... Don't think we're just in Spartanburg. We're on the web, and we've got people to contact us. We're all over the world. So if you've got a telephone, you can listen to us or a computer. But anyway, George, uh, how's the weather down there in Amelia Island? Is it it pretty good? Amelia Island, it's pretty good today. We had a little rain yesterday, but it's nice today, and the sun's out. It's a nice nice place to be. Anyway, I'd love to be down there tagging along with you because I know you've seen some, some cars and oh. stuff that you, you used oh, to Oh, the beautiful and, cars here. Absolutely uh, gorgeous cars. That, that's unreal. That, 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 is, that is a wonderful place. Good event. But, uh, yeah, <clears> we, we don't, with, with Speed Week coming up and Memorial Day and Andy, and uh, I'd, I'd always heard you run Andy. And, uh, mm, and, yeah. and, and won Can Am Championship, so Perry keeps the records. Uh, I mean, I had, a, I, I had a lot of fun doing it. Well, I know one thing. I know what you done in our cars, and it mm. was it, it was un it, it was unreal. I mean, it's it, just unbelievable. But uh, well, Bud Pierce to built some pretty good cars, you know. Well, you you were you know I, I watch a lot of old races on YouTube, and actually I was watching the op- the Can Am Can Am opener last night. It was at Road America. In the year of 1967, and you were driving uh, a team car, uh, team cars with 
for Penske with uh, yes, a couple of Lolas. Yep, a couple of Lolas, and uh, you were in number sixteen, of course, and Mark was in six, right. and John Surtees won the race, and they were. It was just an international field. I tell you, that Can Am racing, uh, I, I say it was the best, probably the one of the best series that the world ever saw. Yeah, well, you know, it had a very small rule book. I think that would have a lot to do with it. Well, I mean, uh, you... Uh, if you could build it, you could run it. <laughs> we, uh, I used to go to the Road Atlanta to the Can-Am and the uh, Formula 5000 races. And, uh, boy, I'll never forget you with that L&M car um, just, mm. just dominating. Yeah, well, it was a dominating car, but I'm sure, sure had horsepower. Yeah, and uh, you... Um, of course, anything you got in, you you, you did well in. Uh, you, the IndyCar race at uh, at Phoenix that you won, I think that was rather an upset, wasn't it? Well, it was. Uh, some people thought it was an upset. I thought we did pretty good. Well, you did. You won the race. You did great. <laughs> <laughs> Never upset winning the race. Yeah. yeah. Well, we weren't supposed to win the race. I guess that was the best way to put it. But we we were there, and we we surprised them. Now, that was with a Chevrolet engine, right? That was a Chevrolet stock block, yeah. Well, that was probably, it wasn't your ability that made it an upset. It was probably the Chevrolet engine and the, the I think that chassis was called a Cheetah. Yeah, yeah well, it was a pretty good little car, so, uh, and I owned the car and the engine, so it was it was fun to, to run it and and uh, do well. Well, I'll tell you one Proved thing. the point. Uh, George can, can can vouch for this. I was not at that particular race. I was going to some of the races, but uh, one time in Trans Am, he he had a race won, and uh, anyway, some, some executives at Ford had a better idea. <laughs> but anyway, George, would you tell that just right briefly? I mean, I mean, George <laughs> George was catching Barnett at unbelievable speed, but uh, George could tell that story real quick, but better. Cool. It's like well, you won, we, but you, you didn't know, win. Well, we uh, we had uh, some scoring problems, like he called it. So uh, they said that we won the race, and they uh, said we didn't win the race. And it was a quite of a uh, argument there. And uh, turned out that Ford did win the race, and they finally gave it to us. But you know, I think it was three days later before they found figured out where they made up snake so uh, that happens you know with the scoring so anyway we did win the race and that was the start of the uh, Trans Am series for that uh, for that year where was that race uh, that was uh, at uh, Michigan International Speedway oh wow oh, yeah. first races I was thinking about Mid Ohio deal <laughs> no it was Mid Ohio it was uh, it was uh, Michigan and uh it was a kind of a Mickey Mouse racetrack for a road course, but uh, we uh, just survived, and uh, a lot of them didn't. There was a lot of things happened in that race that shouldn't have happened. So it, we, uh, Ford, uh, Parnelli, and I, with our Mustangs, we hang in there, and we and we won the races. So that's that's all that counts. Well, you sure had a lot of um, great runs at. In all in all types of cars, but uh, with uh, Indy coming up next week, in fact, the qualifying is today. Did you uh, you you went up there? I think you attempted to to run five times and uh, and qualified three in a row. Uh, well, like sixty eight, sixty nine, and seventy. I, I think it was. 
Um, I think I was something like that. I, I, I had, I didn't have a lot of luck there for some reason, but uh, it was fun to go and they were fun to run them. But finally, finally got one that worked. To, then I won, won the race. So well, sixty nine, seventy, and seventy one. I just found it here, but seventy, you. Uh, you were driving for STP, and it says that was a Brawner. So, I mean, a Clint Brawner car was a was a yeah. top car. Yeah, it was a top car. I had probably one of the better cars I ever had at the, at the Speedway, and we got it. Finally, got it out of the. It was a backup car for Morio, and I got it. And it was a good car. It was a drive nice, probably the best car I've had ever had there at the Speedway, and. We had engine trouble uh, quite early, and so uh, actually it wasn't the engine. It was a hose that was rubbing on the one of the dampeners and cut a hole. We lost all the water, so that's the way it goes. Did you find anything? Did, did, did you find anything, uh, how can I say, especially awesome about Indianapolis? I mean, was it to you just another track, or did you say this is Indianapolis and a did did it just feel bigger than anything else? Because you know, I'm of the opinion it's the greatest race in the world. Well, it, it is a great race, and, and the, the the fact that you, you get there uh, is an accomplishment for a race driver because not everybody can can get to to, to run Indy. So I was very fortunate to get there and and early in my career, and I had fun doing it. I didn't have the success I'd like to have, but it was fun to uh, participate, and it is a it is a special race place. Yes, and you and even though at that point you were a veteran race driver, you still had to go through all the the rookie uh, oh, orientation yeah, they, and everything. Oh yeah, they put me through it all. Yeah, but it's okay. Uh, they had their ways of doing it, and that they stuck to it, and that, that's the way they do it. So, and I think they're probably still doing it. Oh, the they are. Way. Yeah. Yeah. Do you they don't uh, change the Hoosiers very fast? <laughs> no, not since 1911. Um, actually, the rookie test only started in 35, but that's another story. Or 33, I think. But um, yeah. do you still have any of your old race cars? Did you keep anything no, like like the Cheetah? Since you said it was all yours. Well, it was uh, it was mine, but I no, I I sold it to uh, Bill Simpson. Ah. Bought them. I had two of them, and I sold them to Bill Simpson. Uh, into that year, and he ran them for another year. So, so they were good cars, um, but uh, I I don't have any cars, race cars left. So, yeah, we don't. George, uh, we, we don't I have leave, any cars I leave left for the museums. Yeah, we got the museum cars, but uh, I do know one thing we always talked about uh, the 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 Trans Am Mustangs that you and Parnelli made legendary in '69 and '70. And and you you were on the way to winning the championship seventy one. We didn't even have no money, but no, I wish we'd have hung on to some of those cars because I've seen them cars that weren't even correct go across auction block for like a million dollars. So I think if we just you and Parnett and, and Daddy it just kept track of yes. their cars, uh, we, we, we'd we all do, be in fat right, city living living in tall grass. There. That's it. <laughs> That's right, Joe. <laughs> Now, didn't they uh, make a special edition Mustang uh, with your name on it? Uh, yeah, I think they did run a uh, special edition car. I, I don't remember when it was. I think they ran a 150 of them or something. 
they sold right away. And I never got one. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, uh, you know, you got to be pretty important person for Ford Motor Company to name a car after you yeah. and make a and make a special run of them. That's that's fantastic. You damn sure ain't gonna be nobody. You got to be somebody. <laughs> Yeah, well, they treated me pretty nice, so they were, they were a good company and still are. Well, since you did drive everything, including Formula One, I really didn't touch on that yet. You finished fifth in the point standings in Formula One. Um, yeah. uh, you know, that's just inc- incredible, Your uh, the wide variety of things you drove. What was your favorite? If you could do away with all of them oh. and, just have run, and have read just one of those disciplines, which one would oh. it be? I don't know, you know, um, I had a desire to run a cup race again, NASCAR, and I think the, the car we had that Bud had built was good, and it just, things didn't work out the way they should have, and I would like to have had a full season in, in cup racing, and I think we could have. Well, I was in college when you drove for Bud, and I didn't get to go to many races, but I was at Talladega in the spring race, and you were among the top two or three of the whole day. Yeah, he ran yes. up front in that car everywhere. We just had some, it was a, some politics it was a and stuff. good series. It was always is. So. George, George was fast everywhere he went. Went down to Daytona in the qualifying race, sit there and run second. And he could have passed and won the thing, didn't he? And Bud kept saying, I'll just wait, wait till about the last lap. Well, George could have went around him five laps earlier, but the food yeah. around they got a little didn't get quite a run but on you, him. But you know Bud Moore, you know, he had to help. Oh yeah, he had to help. <laughs> he had to help, but I'll tell you one thing. It, it's just like when uh, uh when George come to you know, brought the R C sponsorship with him and there was talk of running Formula Five thousand and stuff and I was really excited about that because it'd be closer to Trans Am racing, but yeah, George immediately stepped in a stock car, didn't even seen the tracks or nothing, and and it's just run right out of the, just run out of right out of the box. I mean, it's everywhere yeah. we went. I think we even sat on the pole at Bristol and went out and ran about four uh, or five laps. I think laps. we did. We did, yeah, and, we did, and it was cold, and we didn't tape up enough. Of, no, they had tape on it. And I think Bud pulled all the tape off, and the oil temperature never got up clean. It burned a bearing out of it. Yeah, but, uh, that's right. But, <laughs> but like I say. I'd love for George Fomber to run a full season for us in that car because I think the history books would be changed a little bit. A lot. Yeah. Uh, it was fun to run with, with Bud. You know, I mean, he, he was inter- entertaining. But, <laughs> well, let me, let me go with this. And, and a little on the stubborn side sometimes, but he was still a pretty good wrench. Let me go with this a different way. Did you have a favorite track? I well, mean, you I raced all over the I, world. Yeah, but I probably liked Riverside Raceway. Probably uh, as good as any of them. Of course, that was my home track. Yes. And, and I knew it very, very well, and I went very quick there. So, but And it was a good race, and it's a track in its own right. So it deserves it. Uh, you are. Uh, I think when we talked to you last year, weren't you in Idaho? Do you, do, do you, yes, I still am. You still are, in, still but you're am. in Florida right now. But, uh, yeah, I thought... We were talking to you, and it was pretty early in the morning for you in Idaho, and uh, yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> but okay. I still live, I still live there, and now this weekend I'm down at the Amelia Island in Florida for their event, which is a great event, and uh, a lot of old friends come and show 
I don't know why this event attracts people like that, but a lot of old friends show up. So, uh, well, they want to see you. Well, they, they, it's just a good get together for everybody, right? Well, George, we're up against a break right now. Uh, Greg, okay, you want to well, tell us say goodbye? Well, I'd yeah. like to tell George thank you for all that he's done for auto racing. And thank no. you for everything he's done for, for 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 our team and Budmore Engineering and really anything from Penske to any of them. I mean, George, yep. as the saying goes, George could do it. They said, let George do it, like from Patton or whatever. Yeah, George could do it. That's, yeah. That's, that's no well, thanks for having me on, and, uh, and uh, maybe we'll do it again sometime. Well, I hope we do. We'd like to. We've had you on every year that we've had the show, so uh, we'll be talking to you again in 2022, I hope. Well, I hope so. Okay. I hope so I'll look forward to it. Thank you. Thanks. Thank, Thank you. Bye. All right. Bye bye. George Farmer, great interview, Greg. I tell you. Man drove everything. He had. I Sounds mean, good. Doesn't sound like he's eighty seven either. No, he really don't. He stays he stays sharp as a tack. All right. Well, let's take a break. Come back and talk to another sharp as a tack guy up at the Charlotte Motor Speedway and find out what they've got going on next week, which is a lot. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM. Impex Pre-Owned is raising the bar in the car industry. Impex is a different kind of dealership. Family-owned and operated, Jamie Nodine and his wife Rita are Boiling Springs natives and are proud to be serving the Boiling Springs, Inman, and Spartanburg communities. Jamie and his staff are committed to providing excellent customer service and making sure your experience is simple, transparent, and fair. Visit Impex Pre-Owned today. Conveniently located up I-26 on Asheville Highway. Don't just dream it, drive it at Impex Pre-Owned. The Fox Sports 1400 app is the best way to keep up with Spartanburg Sports Scene. Download it now by searching Fox Sports 1400, either at the Apple Store or via Google Play. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like RJ Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift jim and the staff at palmetto spirits will get it in your hands palmetto spirits located at the corner of reedville and anderson mill roads make phillips and long fuel chesney your source for propane in spartanburg county they offer propane for hot water heaters cooking and heat they can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season not only do they sell propane but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane if your propane tank is running low, call and they'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Keep it here all baseball season long for the Braves, Gamecocks, and just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Just a bit outside, presented by Phillips and Long Fuel of Chesney, has a new day and time. All four. Anthony Greer and Jordan Farrell will recap all the action on the diamond after the Gamecocks wrap on Sundays. All eight. Right here on your home for local baseball coverage. Well, how can these guys lay off pitches that close? Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts 
with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a T-shirt, whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave, across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. So you've heard me tell you these past few months about the best snack store in Spartanburg, Colonel Time. Well, now it's even better. Try over 80. That's right, 80 different flavors of the best sweet and savory popcorn I've ever had. They've got ice cream, chocolates, gummies, rock candy, and now they've got sauces and jellies. Did I mention ice cream cakes? This place has everything, and when we want to have a movie night at our house, or reward a good report card, or just want something sweet like our favorite, the Oreo popcorn, our family goes to Colonel Time on Reedville Road. And welcome back to Start Your Engines, and, uh, that was Money by Pink Floyd. And speaking of money, we've got Jonathan Coleman from the Charlotte Motor Speedway with us. Jonathan is, let me see if I got this right, are you Director of Communications and Publicity? That is correct. Yes, sir. Well, Greg got it right. <laughs> I, I do occasionally, John. I, I, I try my best. But, uh, That's what he told us you were. We, I know we got a lot going on up there at Charlotte. And I'm understanding y'all are going to be full capacity and all this stuff. Just, just give us an idea of what, what's going to, what's all going to happen up there. It is starting to feel like race time at Charlotte Motor Speedway, guys. I tell you what, it has been far too long since we have had a packed house full of fans. Um, you know, we we had nobody at the Coca Cola 600 last year. We had a very small number at the Roval in the fall, uh, but the governor announced. A little over a week ago now that uh, that we could have a hundred percent capacity um so we we had been working toward the fifty percent capacity that he told us previously and uh I tell you when the when the news came out that we could keep selling tickets, the phone lines lit up, so I know folks are excited to get up here and uh, you know come out and enjoy a great weekend of racing. A lot of attention obviously has been been paid to the capacity numbers and and how many people might be here but on the competition side, there are a lot of great storylines as well. It's hard to believe in, in 62 years, this will be the first time that we've had all three of NASCAR's premier series with the truck race, the Xfinity race, and the Cup series all on the same weekend. Traditionally, we have trucks in the spring, uh, you know, leading into the All-Star weekend and, and Xfinity on Coke weekend. But this will be the first time we'll have all three together on the same weekend. So uh, for, for all of those race fans that are itching to get out and, and enjoy the show, it's going to be a heck of a show. You have a lot of tickets left? I mean, can you still get one? You can still get them, yeah. Uh, CharlotteMotorSpeedway.com. You know, like I said, the, the phones have been ringing off the hooks. Um, so I would certainly encourage you to jump online and, and try to reserve those earlier because we I think folks are just itching. Folks are itching to get out and see a good race. Itching to get out and have a good time. Maybe they're maybe they're new to race, uh, new to racing and NASCAR in general, and want to see something something a little bit different that they're not used to seeing before. But uh, we're we're seeing a lot of interest. Uh, but but right now there are still some tickets available all weekend long. Now is that uh, going to be trucks on Friday, Xfinity on Saturday, and Cup on Sunday? That is correct. Okay. And just because we just because we're gluttons for punishment, and we can't get <laughs> enough racing. We're going to throw an ARCA race in there on Saturday night as well. Oh, that's great! I wasn't yeah, aware so of that. A little bit of everything, yes, sir. Well, that's fantastic. Now, um, I know you always have a fantastic military show, uh, and uh, that that rivals any anywhere in the country. What 
do you have along those lines this year? Yeah, we we, uh, we take a lot of pride in the fact that the Coca-Cola 600 is traditionally run on Memorial Day weekend. And uh, in, in addition to great racing, it is really our privilege to be able to honor the men and women of the U.S. Armed Forces. Uh, you know, always put on a big, elaborate pre-race show where we showcase some of their mission capabilities and, and uh, you know, highlight hundreds and hundreds of troops that, uh, that join us for the weekend. Obviously have scaled that back just a little bit this year, um, you know, with, with the COVID restrictions and things that are in place. The planning that goes into all of that is just immense. So we've, we've been working with the uh, U.S. Department of Defense for months on end. To, uh, to secure all of these assets, but you'll still see the uh, the troops there on the ground, uh, you know, taking part in everything from the the color guard and the national anthem and the state of freedom speech to uh, to some big old big old birds up in the sky, mm. part of the flyover, uh, and and really just you know a lot of um, a lot of the patriotism that the sport of NASCAR is is so known for on full display. So we'll. Have, uh, we'll have displays out in the fan zone and interactive opportunities for, for fans who come out early to uh, to meet some of those troops and learn a little bit more about the different branches and, and uh, also to you know to pay their respects and shake their hands and, and thank them for their service as well. I, I tell you, John, we, I, I agree with you and Perry and everything. To me, them flyovers, you know, them jets come over and they turn them afterburners on and go up and those helicopters <laughs> dropping them troops off and put on that that that. That is with the, to me was one of the best things, and y'all. It'll give do you goosebumps. Well, that's exactly yeah. what I was going to say. Yeah, it will it give you the chills. It will. It's ninety degrees, but you'll have yeah, goosebumps. Yeah, ninety degrees, and 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 I've seen them do some things. Every time they do something, it's something maybe just a little tick different, but it's always cool. And it's always in honor of Memorial Day and our soldiers, and uh, it's just it's such a great deal. Now, well, and that, it's, you know, like I said, on, on Memorial Day weekend, with with a fan base that is passionate and and uh, patriotic as as NASCAR fans are, it it really is a privilege for us to be able to uh, to hold that that weekend uh, and and to be able to to salute the troops in the way that we do. Uh, you know, when you when you see the fans come out with their American flags or with their you know military T shirts, when you see. Uh, other veterans that are in the stands as they stand and salute it it is a powerful powerful moment and and it's really special for all of us at the speedway to uh to be able to help bring that to the fans and it's not to be confused with veterans day this this memorial day is actually it used to be called decoration day back in the old days after the civil war but it's to honor the dead those those that lost their life defending our country and uh and it has a, a, I guess, a special solemn tone to it, uh, rather than, um, you know, just a celebration of of the military. It's it has a, an exact purpose, and uh, you know, yeah. it's one that shouldn't be taken lightly. The the people that gave up their lives so we can have this race weekend. Well, and and that's what you know we we. We take that to heart, I think, um, and, and we we do everything we can to shine a light on on everything that uh, that all of our military do. You know, whether they're here at home, uh, you know, serving overseas, or obviously those that have made that ultimate sacrifice. Uh, because it, it certainly, if not for all of those folks, we would not be able to to sit out on a beautiful sunny May Sunday afternoon. Absolutely, and enjoy the enjoy the NASCAR races that we get to enjoy. Um. Now, you know, a lot of the tracks, in fact, most of the tracks aren't having 
time trials or, or qualifying and y'all used to have like the most unique one i loved it when uh they take a lap and come into pits wide open no speed limit and try yeah. to hit their pit box because a lot of these guys have never done that before i guess and uh but are you going to be able to do that this year uh just we, some sort of pit, pit crew competition and will it count towards a starting position uh, we are not doing the pit crew competition in general. So we are, as as part of kind of NASCAR's truncated schedule, we will have we will have qualifying, but it will be more of the traditional single car qualifying. Um, that'll be on Saturday as well. So again, part of that Xfinity Series, ARCA Series doubleheader slate. You'll also have uh, have Cup Cup Series qualifying, uh, but not the not the crazy all out running wide open down pit road. Uh, that was wild. It, it was. I mean, I remember when they did that every week, as Greg does too. I mean, yeah. you know, Greg was out on that pit road with those cars coming by at 100 miles an hour. But uh, it was uh, maybe that'll come back when things are really bad. I mean, they're getting closer to normal, but maybe well, qualifying can... period is normal. I mean, <laughs> that's just letting them go out and qualify, yeah. like starting cold turkey like they're doing, which uh, uh, but. Just having Charlotte qualifying. Maybe we'll get back to that is, uh, is, soon. It's a neat deal, and uh, right, uh, it's it's cool to see the cars go around the track practicing and stuff. I mean, just you know, absolutely. Out Not there that. when they put the lights in and everything for the first time, and uh, we took uh, Bodine's car and made it out of fifteens and stuff out of like stop sign material. That oh, refle- man, that reflective. Um, yeah. Now, are you using the road course for any of the races this weekend, next weekend? Not this this weekend. Okay. We are, uh, you know, our our May races are a little more traditional, oval, um, you know, mile and a half. We do do end up under the lights for for, uh, the ARCA race on Saturday as well as the the end of the 600 on Sunday. Um, You know, but that that roval that we debuted in in 2018 was... um, was unique and different enough and and we really felt like you know we're going to save that for the fall event so you've got uh you've got something for the traditionalist that wants to come and and has has been part of it since it was the world 600 back in the day uh and then you know if you're if you're a, a fan that's looking for that road course action you can join us in the fall and and have that taste and scratch that itch so to speak so a little bit of everything when you come to charlotte that road course is probably a little bit still wet from last last year <laughs> I, mean, I tell you, it that uh, was it some put water. On quite a show, it did. It put on quite a show. Um, I think probably good practice for our friends that are down in Coda this weekend. That's what I'll hear. Gotten a lot of weather down that way as well. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, I, I think that's again part of part of our fall date. That unfortunately, weather was uh, weather was a monster that we had to deal with a lot when we were contesting that one on the mile and a half. Uh, but if you if you got to see any of last year, whether it was the Xfinity race or the Cup race, you saw that uh, saw that that roval opens up the opportunity for some rain tires and yep. yet another challenge for the drivers when they come to the speedway. I've got uh, two more things to to say um, about it. Do, do you have any programs going on during the summer? I know I lived in Charlotte for a while, and I my kids were young, and we'd go out there. I think it was on Tuesday night that we'd go and watch the Legends races and the the. The, those roadsters, the, what, the Thunder Roadsters, I think they called them. Do you have yep. anything like that for the summer? We we sure do. Yeah, June and July, the summer shootout, and, and you're exactly right. It's Legends and Bandoleros. Okay. Uh, for folks, folks that are not familiar, they're smaller, scaled-down race cars 
Um, you know, our our founder, Bruton Smith, saw an opportunity in the early to mid-80s, I think, that, uh, you know, to help sort of bring up some up-and-coming racers. It, it was expensive, right? And it was tough to do. You had to you had to buy these big, expensive race cars. You had to have the big race haulers that you could carry them around the country in. So he actually created U.S. Legends Cars International with the idea that he could build race cars that were fairly inexpensive to run and operate and that were small enough that you could roll them into the back of your dad's pickup truck so you didn't have to buy a six-figure hauler to, to haul your race car around. And, uh, and we've now run those. We run them internationally now. They're in 12, 14 different countries. Uh, they're all over the United States from, from Las Vegas to Atlanta to right here in Charlotte. And, uh, and just like you mentioned, they're Tuesday night, June and July. Uh, you can come out and see, you know, a lot of the up and coming guys um, right. that are that are kind of scratching and clawing. We've had Bubba Wallace, uh, Daniel Hemrick, David Reagan, William Byron, all of those guys. Uh, you know, both Kurt and Kyle Bush cut their teeth in, in legend cars. I think Kyle Bush was that was was there when when I was I was taking my kids. Uh, sure, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's been, uh, you know, through the years, it's it's really kind of become a proving ground and. You know, before you move on to to K and N or wherever else you may be headed, uh, you know it's a, it's a great place to cut your teeth. There, the the legends cars are big engines on really light race cars, and you're running 70, 80 miles an hour around a quarter of a mile dra- uh, quarter of a mile circuit there on the front stretch of the speedway. Great way to learn throttle control and steering and and that sort of thing that really translates as you move up through the ranks of racing. That uh, we had so much fun going to those, and I I think now if it's changed, that's okay. But I think the kids got in free. That's right, absolutely, yes, sir. Uh, you can't beat that for entertaining the kids during the summertime. All right, one last question. I know they used to do this, and I want to see if they still do. Do you have the uh, the big toilet flush where you flush all the toilets at once to see if the system can handle it? You know, we have not done that this year, and after taking as much time off as we have, we we may need to uh, we may need to see if we can institute that early next week before all the fans show up and and uh, jump in. Well, maybe you but, can name that after Greg, the Greg Moore uh, uh, toilet flush. Uh, yeah, the event. Greg Moore flush. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been I've come so close to winning that race, but, uh, but we could win the fall race at six hundred up. I needed to be flushed down something because we, we come so close on that. But Jonathan, we're out of time. Look, you're great to have you on the show, and I'd like to maybe have you on during the summer. You can tell us what's going on, but definitely in the fall for uh, to, to tell us your program for, uh, you know, the the Roval and, and yeah. the other races you'll have coming up. And uh, when is that going to be, October? Uh, that's absolutely right. Yes, sir. Second weekend in October. Go ahead and mark your calendars. I hope by then we'll have a lot more, uh, a lot more runway to sell more tickets and and let folks know that we are right back to normal. This this weekend is going to be a great step in that direction with the Coca Cola Six Hundred. Um, you know, but I, I hope by the fall we'll uh, we'll be able to open up full capacity and have the pre race concerts and you know open up pit road for the fans to be able to get down there and enjoy uh, all of the infield activities before we fire them up and and send them out there for that wild roval. Well, the one thing you can't control is the weather, so we'll be hoping as our fingers crossed that everything that you you have a good weather weekend next week because that sounds like the only thing that could screw it up. I, I hope it will be. I, you know, the excitement is there. The buzz is back in the air. It, for the first time in a long time, it's starting to feel like a race a race week. And uh, 
we couldn't be any more excited about it here at the Speedway. It's you know this is what we this is what we live to do all year long. We're planning for big weekends and big events, just like the Coca Cola Six Hundred, and we are thrilled that it is finally here and, and we're ready to go green. Well, we're thr- we are thrilled about it too. Thanks for coming on the show. It's great talking to you, and uh, we'll definitely talk to you again later on this year. That sounds good. Just give me a call. Happy to jump on any time. Thank you. That's Jonathan Coleman, and he. Uh, very well spoken, Greg. I, oh, I, I think he, we moved up with a notch over Scott Cooper. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he tell you what, he knows his history and stuff, too, and, and that's neat. But the biggest thing is he wants to get across is you can buy tickets yep. to the son of a gun, and you will see him actually qualify. Yeah, that, that, was, that, that surprised that, me, too. That, well, the reason we're going back to qualifying is 600 was the, probably the second highest paying race besides the Daytona uh-huh. 500. And we used to have 68 cars show up. Right. You know, we didn't have all these charter memberships and yeah. stuff like that. Uh-uh. You had 68 cars going to start 42 positions. Guess what? You could get a no-name guy to show up and cut a good lap. And guess what? One of your top-notch boys is not going to make the race. Yeah. Exactly right. And, you know, that's when they got into the situation with the champion provisional and this provisional, that provisional, and somebody... Finally said in the rainy, don't get me wrong, King's a king, but they said, Well, how do they figure so far back in all star races? That our secretary said, I don't know, he's the king's. Did they figure out how far back they got to go to get the king in the show? <laughs> I mean, well, if it rained out qualifying, then you went to your entry form, the date on your entry form for that race. And, and has people missed it because of that before? Yes, they have. All yeah. right, we're going to take our last break here and come back, and I have got a lot to cover. So, uh, Let's take our final break. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1400. Don't wait. Spring into savings at Greer Nissan. Every Nissan on our lot is red hot and discounted to save you thousands. Like a new Nissan Titan. Save up to $10,500 off MSRP. Or save big on financing with interest rates as low as 0%. And lease payments starting at only $199 a month. You and your cash can afford to take a vacation. Don't wait. Spring into savings now at Greer Nissan. Stop by or visit us online at GreerNissan.com. Call 864-479-1197 for more details. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. Keep it here all baseball season long for the Braves, Gamecocks, and just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Just a bit outside, presented by Phillips and Lawing Fuel of Chesney, has a new day and time. All four. Anthony Greer and Jordan Farrell will recap all the action on the diamond after the Gamecocks wrap on Sundays. All eight. Right here on your home for local baseball coverage. Well, how can these guys lay off pitches that close? Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Speedy Lube and Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway, and Inman lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. We 
The home of the Spartanburg Vikings is Fox Sports 1400. WSPG Spartanburg. Now on FM at 98.3. Nice jumper. When your game's that hot, you need to cool down with an icy treat from McDonald's. Like any size Minute Maid, Pink Lemonade, or new Strawberry Watermelon Slushie for $2. Or any size new Frozen Coke, new Frozen Fanta Wild Cherry, or Blue Raspberry, or McCafe Ice Coffee for $1.69. It's more than a drink. It's a McDonald's drink. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Price of participation may vary. Limited time only. Time to get bound in the offer combo meal. Coca-Cola fans have been made. Richard Sharemarks, the Coca-Cola company. And welcome back to the last segment of Start Your Engines. And we, uh... I got 14 minutes and 27 seconds to cover a lot of ground. Let's go to Cup first. What What did you just, the observation you had? Actually, I was working last Sunday and listened to every lap of it on MRN, which those guys do a great job. But what did the TV show? Dover, Dover fans up there, T-shirts, Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott. And, but there's one guy I went to the, don't get me wrong. Kyle Bush was having problems and he hit pit road. Next thing I know, I come back and looked at the TV and there's a guy up there who looked just like Kyle Bush, dressed to his uniform and all. And when they showed him on TV, I guess the big screen He was sitting there. in the stands? Yes, he was sitting. I thought <laughs> Kyle Bush had got out of the car and was sitting up there. But whenever he showed him, he got up and bowed. <laughs> <laughs> but them, them fans at Dover, they're something else. Well, they uh, only got one race now, so they got to make the most of it. So let's cover it uh, quickly here. Um, that was the Dry Dean 400 run last Sunday. Alex Bowman was the winner. Second was Kyle Larson, who led um, 263 laps. That's a bunch of them and uh, for a 400-lap race. Alex Bowman did lead 98. I actually didn't realize he led that much. Um, Chase Elliott was third. William Byron was fourth. So that was your one, two, three, four. Top four cars driving for a Rick Hendrick. I wish that Kyle Larson would kind of take that David Pearson mentality. Show a few laps, but don't show everything I got. Yeah. Because I think him other boys is chasing him down. Well, they got him. They caught him. Uh, fifth was Logano. Sixth, Kevin Harvick. Eighth, Denny Hamlin. Ninth, Tyler Reddick. Uh, I got that wrong. Back up. Fifth was Logano. Sixth, Kevin Harvick. Seventh, Denny Hamlin. Eighth, Tyler Reddick. Ninth in a real good run for Daniel Suarez in the number 99. And Cole Custer was 10th. And Bubba Wallace was 11th. So he actually had a pretty good day. And your point standings for the championship is, uh, well, I flipped too many pages here. Martin Truex, of course, has won three races. So he's out front. Second with two wins now is Alex Bowman. He's uh, he's in second place all by himself, and we ought to start thinking about picking him every now and then. Well, I said before, Alex Bowman's contract's up this year, so somehow none of these drivers start getting up on the steering wheel. <laughs> well, he's up on it, and he's going to make a, a good case for a, a raise, I would say. Uh, okay, third is William Byron. Fourth is Joey Logano. Fifth. Is Kyle Larson, sixth Ryan Blaney, seventh Brad Keselowski, eighth Kyle Bush, ninth Christopher Bell, and back to uh, tenth again is Michael McDowell, and those are the guys that have won a race. Your others that haven't won yet, but you know they're going to. Um, you would think Denny Hamlin is eleventh, Chase Elliott twelfth, Kevin Harvick thirteenth, Austin Dillon fourteenth, 
Chris Buescher, 15th. He's back in the top uh, 16. And Tyler Reddick has slipped into the top 16. On the outside, looking in, um, you've got uh, Matt DiBenedetto, Kurt Busch, Ricky Stenhouse, and Ryan Newman. Of course, they will be racing uh, and qualifying today, uh, qualifying today and racing tomorrow at CODA, the Circuit of the Americas. Get to the TV times in just a minute. Xfinity, they ran the Drydeen 200 at Dover last weekend. Austin Sendrick was the winner. Josh Berry was second. Uh, Justin Allgaier third. JC, uh, AJ Allmendinger fourth. Ty Gibbs fifth. Harrison Burton sixth. Michael Lynette seventh. Ryan Siege eighth. Daniel Hamrick ninth. And Brandon Brown tenth. Uh, Jeremy Clements was twelfth on the lead lap. The last car on the lead lap. Uh, just really couldn't get it going. I heard him talking to him on Open Mic Daily uh, Wednesday, and uh, he just said uh, they just didn't quite have it, pretty much what he said. But he remained 10th in the standings. Uh, that's the good news. Of course, the, the top 12 will move over to uh, the playoffs, and hopefully got a lot of road courses coming up, Alan. Maybe he'll, maybe he'll get one there. Um, but he's 10th in the standings. But the good news is he's only fifth out of ninth. Uh, here is the standings. Austin Sendrick is first. Daniel Hemrick second. And Sendrick's got a 62-point lead, so he's kind of out there. Harrison Burton is third. A.J. Allmendinger fourth. Jeb Burton fifth. Justin Allgaier sixth. Noah Cragson seventh. Justin Haley eighth. Miat Snyder is ninth. Jeremy Clements is tenth. Michael Annette eleventh. And Brent eleventh. Uh, Michael eleventh. Michael. Annette is 11th, and 12th is Brandon Jones. Now, what I was going to say about Clements, he's only five points out of ninth. He's 15 points out of eighth, and he's 23 points out of seventh. So, I mean, he could move up with a... Very easy. Yep. A little bit of luck. And even better news, or I don't know if it's better, but it's just as good. He's got a 33-point bulge over 11th place and a 37-point lead over 12th place. So, he's pretty solidly in 10th. But uh, be nice if you could win a race. As I told you, they uh, posted some lap speeds from yesterday, and Austin Sendrick was the fastest. Hemrick was second. Reddick was third. And Kyle Busch was fourth. I won't read all of them. They got 43 cars. I don't think they're probably starting that many. But Jeremy was 29th. So uh, I don't know. With the rain and the new road course that nobody's ever seen and everything that's going on, uh, who knows what's going to happen? Might need to watch that first lap today. Yep. Them all running down there, and I don't know. Uh, some of them might get stopped. Some of them might not. <laughs> <laughs> the trucks run today, and I'll get to the TV times in just a minute. But uh, John, they didn't haven't raced in a couple of weeks. John Hunter Nemechek is leading that point standings ahead of Ben Rhodes, Sheldon Creed, Austin Hill, and Matt Crafton. So we'll let that be there. Um, tonight, ARCA runs. And that is the Hers Potato Chip 200. That's on MAV TV from 8 to 10. The ARCA standings. And uh, I didn't know they were going to be at Charlotte next week. That's been added since I printed out the schedule. Uh, Corey Heim is uh, leading the points. Drew Dollar is second. Ty Gibbs third. Kyle Siege is fourth. And Thad Moffitt's fifth. And I got to go one more because his name's Jack Wood. Is sixth. Now. As much as I love Indianapolis, we haven't touched on it hardly at all today, but they are qualifying today, and their qualifying system is uh, is really, it's, it's easy to explain, but I don't know how they, I mean, it's hard to explain. I don't know how they figured it out, but basically what you've got, they'll decide the first fastest nine today, 
and then those nine will requalify tomorrow. They will decide um, 10th through 30th, I believe, um, today, and those guys will be locked in. They, they'll put their positions will be set for the 500, and they won't need to even show up tomorrow. Well, I take that back. I'll tell you why. And then the last row, um, the sixth slowest qualifiers will um, battle for those spots. Actually, it's going to be the five slowest because there's 35 cars there and uh, only three spots up for grabs. So they'll do that tomorrow. They'll do that like uh, early and then the fast nine will run after that. And then there's like a two-hour practice session for everybody that made the Indianapolis 500. And I don't recall them ever doing that before. They did run last week and we had a new winner. Another new winner. It's the third one this year. And that was Renus VK. And Roman Groschan, who had the terrible wreck in Formula One last year at Bahrain and actually qualified on the pole here with the Dell Coin Rick Ware car, finished second. And he was doing all he could to catch VK, but he couldn't do it. I was really pulling for him. But um, that's a good showing for that car. Alex Palou was third. Joseph Newgarten fourth. Graham Rahal fifth. Simon Pagano was sixth. Alexander Rossi seventh. Scott McLaughlin, the rookie for Penske, was eighth. Scott Dixon was ninth. And Marcus Erickson was 10th. The 48 car had another uh, lackluster showing. He was only a lap behind, but uh, he was the last car running. One car fell out in the crash. That was Connor Daly, and Jimmy Johnson finished 24th. But he got some good commercials. He's, I saw him <laughs> last night putting them dadgum uh, sequins on that pair of blue jeans of his. All right, the, uh, the point standings. Scott Dixon is leading the points. With a 13-point lead over Alex Palou, Joseph Newgarten is third, Patricio O'Ward is fourth, Graham Rahal fifth, Renus VK sixth, Simon Pagano seventh, Scott McLaughlin eighth, Will Power ninth, and Colton Herta tenth. Um, got some speeds yesterday from Indianapolis. <coughs> Excuse me. And so far, the fastest on the clock, but now when you practice, you don't get to practice on an empty track. So this is with a car... Um, with a track full of cars and he ran 29 laps and his fastest was 233.302 miles an hour but you got to understand that's drafting and everything. He won't be drafting so you will expect the qualifying speeds today when they're out there one at a time to probably be around 225 but when they're drafting it, it picks them up a lot. Colton Herta was second at 232. Kanan he drives Jimmy Johnson's car on the ovals. He's third fastest, um, former winner. Marcus Erickson was fourth. Alex Palou was fifth. And we'll go on down the line here. And um, they, they had one crazy incident. I'll tell you real fast. This was on Tuesday when they opened the first day of practice. Um, the uh, cars of, oh, what team was it? They were getting a photo opportunity. I think it was the end. Uh, Ray Hall's team, Bobby Ray Hall's team, and they were getting a photo op coming down the straightaway at a much reduced speed right at the beginning of the session to uh, get a picture of the cars, um, you know, coming across the finish line. And two other cars came out of the fourth turn and got slowed down. You'll see this because they'll show it 20 times. But uh, Colton Herta was doing about 215, 20 miles an hour and bare, I mean, he hit rub tires with. Uh, uh, Simone D. D. Silvestri, the lady, and 
and the wall. He put black marks on the wall where he barely squeezed by by them instead of rear-ending them and um, was very, very upset. Uh, then um, the guy that was trying to run some uh, um, Xfinity racing earlier this year, um, the guy that I love his name, and I'm looking for it here, but that's Sanducci, the... Uh, uh, from uh, he's got the uh, he's got the uh, Satino Ferrucci, who's got the Italian name, and he's from Connecticut, and he's probably never been to Italy. He was uh, he had a pretty hard wall banger on Wednesday and tore up a car. They took him to the hospital because he was limping. Uh, he's okay. They worked all night, repaired the car, and he's good to go. Uh, Formula One is Saturday, it's Sunday morning. Lewis Hamilton leads the points there. We just didn't get much time to talk about the WeatherTech series, but your brother's car finished second. It was right there. Couldn't quite close the deal, but uh, Ricky Taylor and Felipe Albuquerque won that. Felipe Nasser and Depo Durrani, Pipo Durrani were second and uh, led five laps, had a good second-place finish, and jumped up in the standings to seventh and eighth. So uh, they're 150 points out of first, but they got a long way to go. If I hurry, I can get the TV in here today. The camping world, well, we won't do that. That's already over. Indy practice is over. NASCAR is over. Okay, Xfinity qualifying is 11 to 12, so that's probably over. Okay, the Camping World Truck Series will be from 1 to 3.30 on uh, FS1. All the IndyCar qualifying starts at 12, right as soon as we get off the air, and we'll switch between Peacock. Uh, NBC from 2 to 3 would be the main qualifying because they got it on the main channel. And 3 to 6 will be on NBCSN start, yeah, from 3 to 6. Xfinity races 4 o'clock today on FS1. Math TV has ARCA tonight at 8 o'clock from 8 to 10. Uh, then tomorrow, the uh, Grand Prix of Monaco is at 8.55 on ESPN2. With uh, IndyCar practice is on, uh, well, that's Peacock. Uh, NASCAR Winston Cup qualifying is on FS1 from 11 to 12. Then you've got IndyCar qualifying, the stuff I was just talking about with the fast nine and the slow five. And the, uh, and then the practice will be on Peacock, NBCSN, and NBC. So you'll just have to check. Uh, just put it on 12 o'clock and keep looking for NBC channels. The cup race will be from 12, from 2.30 to 6 on FS1. And then... Um, that's all we got time for. I got it in with 39 seconds to spare. Can I say? Can you, I say you got 10 seconds. 10 seconds. Anyway, uh, Natalie, uh, get 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 my chair ready because, uh, the, but anyway. Yeah, Natalie, get Greg's chair. I'm going to drop him off. Alan? Local racetrack, Cherokee Harris tonight. All right. Sorry to cut you off there, Greg, but. Uh, oh, we run out of time. Well, I didn't know if you were going to get to the point or not. I never do. <laughs> no. Oh, Lanny, thank you. I almost forgot Lanny. Lanny does our uh, our Facebook page and the Budmore Engineering website, and we couldn't do without Lanny, and thank you so much. We'll be back next week from Impact's pre-owned from 11 to 1. We hope all of you will listen to us. Uh, and come on out there and buy a used car. Natalie Gregg's on the way, and the rest of you keep it between the fences. You've
You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. We are The home of the South Carolina Gamecocks is Fox Sports 1400. WSBG Spartanburg. This is all right. Now on FM at 98.3.